Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Only you can steal. Father, thank you because you are the one who can steal the raging tempest. Father, you are the one who can steal the storm. Scripture says you are the only one who can open a door that no one can shut. And when you shut doors, uh, there are doors when you shut them, no one else can open them. And so this morning we worship you as Jehovah. We worship you this morning as the great man of war. We worship you this morning as Yahweh, the God with whom nothing Nothing is impossible. Lord, you can do all things. And so we give you all the glory this morning. We thank you this morning for this beautiful gift that you have given us. Uh, This gift that gives us access into your presence. Your word says, enter into his gates with test given and come into his court with praises. Lord, we enter, we come this morning with thanksgiving. We say thank you for this privilege uh, to be called your children, to be able to call you Father. Thank you, Lord, this morning for the joy that fills our heart. Father, for every gift in our lives. Lord, we say thank you for the gift of life, for the gift of mercies, for the gift of a blessing, for the gift of a family. For the gift, Lord, of just being alive in your presence, Lord, we say thank you. Be glorified, Father. Lord, once again, we have come. We have come to learn in your presence. We have come, Lord, to soak in your word. We ask uh, this morning, speak to us. Lord, help our hearts to retain your word. In the name of Jesus, help us, Lord, to become doers of the word. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, be glorified in our lives. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, I would like to say a big welcome to everyone joining in to our devotional this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. I trust you are doing well. We continue our reading of the book of Second Kings today. Hopefully, we'll take another three chapters. Yes, uh, we saw a literal whirlwind, kings coming and going, assassination happening right, left, and center in Israel. Okay, so like I said, Israel was always, you know, tumultuous. It was always, you know, trouble. You know, there was always tro- trouble locking, you know, um, at the corner when you whenever you read the account of Israel. And no wonder, yes, uh, this nation will be carried on onto exile first uh, before the same will happen with Judah. All right, so today uh, we'll read uh, chapter 17, 18, and 19. Kings were coming and going, so no need for us to really do a recap of what we did yesterday. But yes, the lessons we learned, we learned from Ahaz, okay, the king of Judah, who wanted to be more like the king of Israel. And we saw what eventually happened with him. He had to join alliance with the king of Assyria just to save himself from the king of Aram and the king 
of of Israel. All right. So we said there are lessons to learn to learn from there. And of course, for those who sold violence, we saw that um, those kings of Israel just came and went like that. All right. Let's read together Second Kings chapter seventeen. Oshir, son of Ela, began to rule over Israel in the twelfth year of King Ahaz's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria nine years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. I'm not sure we ever read one king in Israel did what was right in the Lord's sight. Right from the first, Jeroboam. Terrible. Say, but you know, he did what was evil in the Lord's sight, but not to the same extent as the kings of Israel who ruled before him. So this guy, in a sense, was <laughs> was okay, right? Yes, uh, yes. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is the king. He says, verse three: King Shal Shalman Shamanessa of Assyria attacked King Oshia. So Oshia was forced to pay every tribute to Assyria. But Oshia stopped paying the Anna tribute and conspired against the king of Assyria by asking King Saul of Egypt to help him shake free of Assyria's power. When the king of Assyria discovered this treachery, he seized Oshia and put him in prison. Sadly, a king, king of Israel was put in prison. Uh, verse 5, Then the king of Assyria invaded the entire land, and for three years he besieged the city of Samaria. Finally, in the ninth year of King Oshia's reign, Samaria fell, and the people of Israel were exiled to Assyria. Hmm. Remember that this was what God warned them was going to happen. If they continued in idolatry, they continued to rebel against the Lord. God told them it was only a matter of time that they were going to be carried off to exile. But he told them that in exile, if they remember their God, though, they remember their mistakes, that he would still hear them. Yes, now they were carried off to exile to Assyria. And they were settled in colonies in Ella along the banks of the Arbor River in Gozan and in the cities of the Medes. And this disaster came upon the people of Israel because they worshipped other gods. They sinned against the Lord their God. Remember, God gave them very long rope. Remember how many kings have come and gone, right? He says, uh, yes, they sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them safely out of Egypt and had rescued them from the power of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. They had followed the practices of the pagan nations the Lord had driven from the land ahead of them, as well as the practices uh, the king of Israel had introduced. Remember, God warned them when they were, you know, going into the land to conquer the land. God told them, look, you have to, you know, chase out everyone from the land. In fact, destroy them. He said, if you don't, they will influence you. And it was only a matter of time. You would do exactly like them. And that's exactly what has happened. You know, in fact, and they just even made matters worse because they introduced their own brand of wickedness. 
Yes, we saw that with Jeroboam and the rest, the rest king, Ahab, for example. It says, verse 9, the people of Israel had also secretly done many things that were not pleasing to the Lord their God. They built pagan shrines for themselves in all their towns, from the smallest outposts to the largest walled cities. They set up sacred pillars and asherah poles at the top of every hill and under every green tree. Ah, sadly, they offered sacrifices on all the ill tropes, just like the nations the Lord had driven from the land ahead of them. So the people of Israel, uh, uh, so the people of Israel had done many evil things, arousing the Lord's anger. Yes, they worshipped idols, uh, despite the Lord's specific and repeated warning. Verse 13, again and again, the Lord has sent his prophets, remember? Yes, majority of the prophets that were sent were sent to Israel. They were not, they rarely went to Judah, apart from the few times when uh, kings in, in, in Judah will try to alliance themselves, either through marriage or whatever, you know, with kings in Israel. You will see uh, when you are reading all the prophets, when you are reading Isaiah and the rest, you will see that at that period, they will be warning the king of Judah. Verse 13 says, again and again, the Lord has sent his prophets and seers to warn both Israel and Judah. Turn from all your evil ways. Obey my commands and decrees. The entire law that I commanded your ancestor to obey and that I gave you through my servants, the prophets. But the Israelites would not listen. They were as stubborn as their ancestors who had refused to believe in the Lord their God. They rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made with their ancestors and they despised all his warnings. Uh, they worship worthless idols. Yes, idols are worthless. They, they have no value. They don't protect those who worship them. Neither do they bring any value into their life. I don't know why the children of Israel are not realizing. Yes, they worship worthless idols. So they, be, they became worthless themselves. Yes, those who worship worthless idols become worthless themselves. They follow the examples of the nations around them, disobeying the Lord's command not to imitate them. They rejected all the commands of the Lord their God and made two calves from metal. Remember that these calves were made by Jeroboam. Yes, you're correct. They set up an Asherah pole and worshipped Baal and all the forces of heaven. They even sacrificed their own sons and daughters in the fires. They consulted fortune tellers and practiced sorcery and sold themselves to evil, arousing the, long, the Lord's anger. Uh, because the Lord was very angry with Israel, he swept them away from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah remained in the land. But even the people of Judah refused to obey the command of the Lord their God, for they followed the evil practices that Israel had introduced. Remember that Ahaz was the one who was now doing this, right? And, and I'm telling you, it's quite shocking. You saw that a particular people are practicing something, and they are suffering for it. In fact, they have now been carried off into exile. And you want, you want to do the same. Ah, is Judah... Since the Lord rejected all the descendants of Israel, he punished them by handing them over to their attackers until he had banished Israel from his presence. For when the Lord tore Israel away from the kingdom of David, they chose Jeroboam, son of Nebath, as their king. But Jeroboam drew Israel away from following the Lord and made them commit a great sin. 
and the people of Israel persisted in all the evil ways of Jeroboam. They did not turn from these sins until the Lord finally swept them away from his presence, just as all his prophets had warned. So Israel was exiled from their land to Assyria, where they remained to this day. The king of Assyria transported groups of people from Babylon, uh, Kotha, Ava, Amath, and Sephavim and resettled them in the towns of Samaria, replacing the people of Israel. So you will know, yes, uh -huh. you see, majority of the fight that is currently going on in Israel, uh -huh. it is from this period. Mm -hmm. Yes, resettled them in the towns of Samaria, replacing the people of Israel. They took possession of Samaria and lived in its town. But since these foreigners did not worship the Lord, uh, when they first arrived, the Lord sent lions among them, which killed some of them. So a message was sent to the king of Assyria, the people you have sent to live in the towns of Samaria do not know the re religious custom of the God of the land. He has sent lions among them to destroy them because they have not worshipped him correctly. The king of Assyria then commanded, send one of the exiled priests uh, back to Samaria. Let him live there and teach the new resident uh, the religious custom of the God of the land. So one of the priests who had been exiled from Samaria returned to Bethel and taught the new resident how to worship the Lord. Uh, but this uh, various group of foreigners also continued to worship their own gods in towns after towns where they live. Uh, they placed their idols at the pagan shrine that the people of Samaria had built. Those from Babylon worshipped idols of their god Sakot Benoth. Uh, those from Kutha worshipped their god Nagal, and those from Amath uh, worshipped Ashima. The Avites worshipped their god Nib Nibhaz and Tatak, and the people from Sephavim even burnt their own children as sacrifices to their god Adramelech, Adramelech and Anamelech. Uh, this new resident worshipped the Lord, but they also appointed from among themselves all sorts of people as priests to offer sacrifices at their places of worship. And though they worshipped the Lord, they continued to follow their own gods according to the religious custom of the nations from which they came. Hmm. So quite terrible. They worshipped God, but they were still idol worshippers. And this is still going on today. Yes, as at the time the book of Second Kings was written, they continued to follow their former practices instead of truly worshipping the Lord and obeying the decrees, regulation, instruction, and commands he gave the descendants of Jacob, whose name he changed to Israel. For the Lord had made a covenant with the descendants of Jacob and commanded them, do not worship any other gods, or bow before them, or serve them, or offer sacrifices to them, but worship only the Lord, who brought you out of Egypt with great strength and a powerful hand. Bow down to him alone, and offer sacrifices only to him. 
uh, be careful at all times to obey the decrees, regulations, regulations, instructions, and commands that he wrote for you. You must not worship other gods. Do not forget the covenant I made with you, and do not worship other gods. You must worship only the Lord your God. He is the one uh, who will rescue you from all your enemies. Says, but the people would not listen and continue to follow their former practices. So while this new resident worshipped the Lord, they also worshipped their idols, and to this day, their descendants uh, do the same quite terrible right but uh, you remember that the foundation of uh, for all of this was laid by the children of israel my lesson now from this one is that worthless idols aha raise up worthless people so remember judah was the only one that was left and Isaiah, ezekiah sorry had become king so let's read chapter 18 ezekiah will now be the king of 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 judah remember he has seen what has happened to israel Ezekiah, son of ahaz began to rule over judah in the third year of king oshia's reign in israel he was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned in jerusalem 29 years his mother was abijah the daughter of zachariah he did what was pleasing in the lord's side just as his ancestor david had done so yes when a king is really very good they point the person back to david that's what i have noticed yes his ancestor david had done he removed the pagan shrine so the first person you know, to remove he removed the pagan shrine smashed the sacred pillars and cut down the asherah poles he broke up the bronze serpent that moses had made because the people of israel had been offering sacrifices to it the bronze serpent was called nehut 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 nehutan nehutan so you can imagine uh, that serpent oh, that was uh, a source of um, salvation for the children of Israel had become Nehushtan. Yes, it would become what they were worshipping. I'm telling you, idolatry is terrible. Ezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah. Can you imagine that? Yes, either before or after after his time he remained faithful to the lord in everything and he carefully obeyed all the commands the lord had given moses what stood him out did you realize that what stood him out was that he was the one that now came and destroyed the pagan shrine yes he was the one that came to destroy the high places yes if you are a kjv person he was the one that came to destroy the high places and destroy the asherah poles you know and the bible says here that there is no there has not been anybody like him or will there ever be anybody like that after him verse 7 says the lord was with him and ezekiah was successful in everything he did he revolted against the king of assyria remember how his father ahaz was the one who went to to partner with the king of assyria and of course, that one had been extorting Judah, says the king of Assyria, who had of course carried off Israel, Assyria, and refused to pay him tribute. He also con- conquered the Philistines as far as far distant as Gaza and its territory, from their smallest outpost to their largest walled city. Now, during the fourth year of Ezekiah's reign, which was the seventh year of King Oshia's reign in Israel, uh, King Shalmaneser of Assyria attacked the city of Samaria and began a siege against it. 
three years later, during the sixth year of King Ezekiah's reign and the ninth year of King Oshia's reign in Israel, Samaria fell. At that time, the king of Assyria exiled the Israelites to Assyria and placed them in colonies in Ella along the banks of the Abel River in Gosan and in the cities of the Medes. For they refused to listen to the Lord their God and obey him. Instead, they violated his covenant, all the laws that Moses the, the Lord's servant had commanded them to obey. In the fourteenth year, the fourteenth year of King Ezekiah's reign, King Sena, Sennacherib of Assyria came to attack the fortified towns of Judah and conquered them. King Ezekiah sent this message to the king of, of Assyri Assyria at Lashish. I have I have done wrong. I will pay whatever tribute you demand if you would only withdraw. The king of Assyria then demanded a settlement of more than 11 tons of silver and one ton of gold. To gather this amount, our king Ezekiah used all the silver stored in the temple of the Lord. Man, I'm telling you, this temple, of course, remember when Solomon was building it, right? Yes, uh, they couldn't even measure the silver, the gold, and the bronze that in that temple. He said Ezekiah used all the silver stored in the temple of the Lord and in the palace treasury. Ezekiah even stripped the gold from the doors of the Lord's temple and from the doorposts he had overlaid with gold, and he gave it all to the Assyrian king. You will see this wicked guy. Nevertheless, the king of Assyria sent his commander in, commander in chief, his, his field commander and his chief of staff from Lachish with a huge army to confront King Ezekiah in Jerusalem. The Assyrians uh, took up a position beside the aqueduct that feeds water into the upper pool near the road uh, leading to the field where clothes is washed. They summoned King Ezekiah but the king sent these officials to meet with them. Eliakim son of Elkiah uh, the palace administrator Shibna uh, the court secretary and Johar, son of Asaph, the royal historian. Then the Assyrian king's chief of staff told them to give this message to Ezekiah. This is what the great king of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you so confident? Do you think that uh, mere words can substitute for military skills and strength? Uh, who are you counting on that you have rebelled against me on Egypt? If you lean on Egypt, it will be like a reed that splitters beneath your weight and pierces your harm. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is completely unreliable. But perhaps you will say to me, we are trusting in the Lord our God. But isn't he the one who, has insulted, who was insulted by, insulted by Ezekiah? And didn't Ezekiah tear down his shrine and altars and make everyone in Judah and Jerusalem worship only at the altar here in Jerusalem? So can you imagine these Assyrians felt, saw that what Ezekiah did was that he was, you know, tearing down the pagan shrines of God. So you see what Israel had done? You see what the people had, you know, how far they had corrupted themselves? Where even pagan nation could not tell what the worship of God was really all about. They thought that it was uh, worshipping in the high places, worshipping in the pagan shrines, offering your children, you know, as, as, you know, as sacrifices, you know, to idols. You know, they, they, they thought stopping that, okay, was actually sinning against God. Hmm. 
he says and Ezekiah insisted that everybody must come and worship in Jerusalem which was what it was supposed to be from uh, from Solomon's time verse 23 I will tell you what uh, strike a bargain with my master the king of Assyria I will give you 2,000 horses if you can find uh, that many men to ride on them wow <laughs> what embarrassment with your tiny army how can you think of challenging even the weakest contingent of my master's troops uh, even with the help of Egypt's chariots and characters what more do you think we have invaded your land without the lost direction the lord himself told us attack this land and destroy it then Eliakim, son of Elkiah, shibna and joah said to the assyrian chief of staff please speak to us in aramaic for we understand it well don't speak in hebrew for the people on the wall will hear but sennacherib a chief of staff a Sennacherib's chief of staff replied, Do you think my master sent his, his, this message only to you and your master? He wants all the people to hear it. For when we put this city under siege, they will suffer along with you. They will be so hungry and thirsty that they will eat their own dung and drink their own urine. Then the chief of staff stood and shouted in Hebrew to the people on the wall, Listen to this message from the king, from the great king of Assyria. This is what the king says don't let Ezekiah deceive you he will never be able to rescue you from my power uh, don't let him fool you into trusting in the Lord by saying the Lord will surely rescue us this city will never fall into the hands of the Assyrian king don't listen to Ezekiah these are the terms the king of Assyria is offering make peace with me open the gates and come out then each of you uh, can continue eating uh, from your own grapevine and fig trees and drinking from your own well of course Oniro line line then I will arrange to take you to another land like this one a land of grain and new wine bread and vineyard olive groves and honey choose life instead of death don't listen to Ezekiah when he tries to mislead you by saying the Lord will rescue us have the gods of any other nation ever saved their people from the king of Assyria? What happened to the gods of Amath and Apad? And what happened to the gods of Sevavim, Enna, and Eva? Uh, I did, did any god rescue Samaria from my power? What god of any nation has ever been able to save its people from my power? So what makes you think that the Lord can rescue Jerusalem from me? Hmm. But the people were silent and did not utter a word because Ezekiah had commanded them, do not answer him. Then Eliakim, son of Elkiah, the palace administrator, Shibna, the, the court secretary, and Joha, son of Esab, the royal historian, went back to Ezekiah. They tore their clothes in despair and they went in to see the king and told him what the Assyrian chief of staff had said. So remember, the nation is suffering all of this. In fact, all of this blame I put on Ahaz, uh, Ezekiah's father. Let's see whether we can, we can finish this. All right, turn to chapter 19. Chapter 19 is quite long, so we'll stop wherever we get to when our time is up. Yes, when King Ezekiah had their report, he tore his clothes and put on burlap and went into the temple of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shibna, the court secretary, and the leading priests, all dressed in burlap, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They told him, uh, this is what King Ezekiah says, today is a day of trouble, insult, and disgrace. It is like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. 
Uh, but perhaps the Lord your God has had the Assyrian chief of staff sent by the king to defy the living God and will punish him for his words. Oh, pray for those of us who are left. After King Ezekiah's official delivered the king's message to Isaiah, the, the prophet replied, Say to your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian king's messenger. Listen, I myself will move against him, and the king will receive a message that he is needed at home, so he will return to his land where I will have him killed with the sword. Can you imagine? God fights for the nation without anybody needing to raise a single finger. Meanwhile, the Assyrian chief of staff left Jerusalem and went to consult the king of Assyria, who had left Lashish and was attacking Libna. Soon afterward, King Sennacherib received word that King uh, Tehaka of Ethiopia was leading an army to fight against him. Before leading to meet the attack, he sent messengers back to Ezekiah in Jerusalem with this message. This message is for King Ezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God in whom you trust uh, deceive you with promises that Jerusalem would not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well uh, what the kings of Assyria's, Assyria have done wherever they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of other nations rescued them? Such nations, nations as Gozan, Aran, Re Rezef and the people of Eden are who were in um, Tel, Tel Asar. My predecessor destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Amat and the king of Apad? What happened to the king of Sephavim, Enna and Eva? After Ezekiah received the letter from the messenger and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. Hmm. And Ezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord, O Lord God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty, mighty cherubims. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to Sennacherib's words of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the king, the kings of Assyria's, Assyria have destroyed all these nations, and they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burnt them. But of course the Assyrians could destroy them. But of course the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all, only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord our God, rescue us from his power. Then all the kings of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent this message to Ezekiah. This is what the Lord says. The, God of, the, the Lord, the God of Israel says, I have heard your prayer but about King Sennacherib of Assyria. And the Lord has spoken this word this word against him the virgin daughter of zion despises you and laughs at you the daughter of jerusalem shakes her head in derision as as you flee whom have you been defying and ridiculing against whom did you raise your voice 
at whom did you look with such earthy eyes? It was the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have defied the Lord. You have said with my many chariots, I have conquered the highest mountains. Yes, the remotest peaks of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars and its finest cypress trees. I have reached its farthest corner and explored its deepest forest. I have dug wells in many foreign lands and refreshed myself with their waters. With the sole of my foot I stopped up all the rivers of Egypt. But have you not heard? I decided this long ago. Long ago I planned it and now I am making it happen. I planned for you to crush fortified cities. Can you, did you hear that? Yes, God, this was already prophesied that when Israel turned against God, Judah turned against God. Ah, okay, ah, this king was going to come and that was what was happening. And because this king was doing it, he was thinking it was in his power. He said, I planned for you to crush 45 cities into heaps of rubbles. That is why their people have, have so little power and are so frightened and confused. They are as weak as grass and easily trampled as tender green shoots. They are like uh, grass sprouting on our top, scorched before it can grow lush or tall. But I I know you well where you stay and where you come and go i know the way you have raged against me and because of your raging against me and your arrogance which i have had for myself i will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth i will make you return by the same road on which you came then isaiah said to Ezekiah, here is the proof that what i say is true uh, this year you will eat only what grows up by itself and next year you will eat what springs up from that but in the third year you will plant crops and harvest them you will tend vineyard and eat their fruits and you uh, who are left in judah who have escaped the ravages of the siege uh, will put roots down in your own soil and will grow up and flourish wow all right, such an amazing read. I think we should just please finish this tomorrow. But um, it's been such a wonderful time. This king comes but does, does not realize that the only reason why he is able to execute you know, punishment on all the nations is because, yes, God prophesied it, that when people turn to idols, he will turn away from them. And when he turns away from them, you will see that people will be able to come and conquer them. That was why this king was powerful. But he didn't realize it and now it was boasting you remember pride a haughty art goes before destruction and a fall so let's learn let's learn from him a big one to learn can we just begin to pray as we go today father in the mighty name of jesus lord bless today for us as we go into today, let it be filled with your blessings. In the name of Jesus, let someone, oh Lord, have blessings today. Let someone have mercies today. In the name of Jesus, let someone return with testimonies today. In the name of Jesus, I declare your day is blessed. I declare your going out is blessed. I declare your coming in is blessed. I declare the works of your hands is blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare no enemy will be able to overcome you. In the name of Jesus, everyone, everything that rises up against you in judgment, I stand in condemnation against them today and declare they will not stand. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.